0: Greetings everyone. Welcome to episode 6 of the Invisible Distress podcast. In this episode, we shall discuss the risk factors that help one determine whether they are by any chance at risk of getting this condition. And by knowing this, they will be able to know the exact appropriate time to seek for assistance. In between, there shall be segments which you should really look forward to listening. Tune in till the end. I am your host, Lily Wangari. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. Share this podcast amongst your friends and family. Follow me at my Social media platforms that is on Facebook at Lili Wangari, on Twitter Lili underscore Wangari 3 and on Instagram Lili Wangzi. Any resulting problem that one faces in most cases has a cause within not far from the problem itself, just within one surrounding. By saying this, I mean that sometimes what actually makes many women experience endometriosis is something not very far away. Today, we shall discuss the risk factors that increases the chances of suffering from endometriosis. Endometriosis may be brought about by factors such as the family history. So this means that if someone from your family, family previously had endometriosis your risk of developing it is seven to ten times higher than those with no family history of this condition especially in immediate family members such as your mother grandmother or sister this one puts one at a higher risk of developing this condition another case is the menstrual cycle characteristic by this this means that the more exposure one has to menstruation the higher chances one has of developing endometriosis further factors which increases menstrual Exposure include starting your first period before the age of 12 years, experiencing periods that last seven days or longer each month, having 27 days or fewer between each period. One to note is that pregnancy, which reduces the number of times one has periods, decreases the risk. So if you if you do not have endometriosis and are able to become pregnant, your symptoms may fade during pregnancy, though it's common for symptoms to return after the baby is born. Another factor is that conditions that that interfere with normal menstrual flow. This is such as the retrograde menstrual flow or flow that move backward. If you have a medical condition that increases, blocks or redirects your menstrual flow, this could be a risk factor. Conditions which result to retrograde menstrual flow include uterine growth like fibroids, increased oestrogen production, structural abnormality of your uterus, cervix or vagina. Another factor is obstructions in your cervix or vagina. Moving on immune system disorders here we mean that if your immune system is weak it's less likely to recognize misplaced endometrial tissue hence scattered endometrial tissue is left to implant in the wrong places leading to lesions inflammation and scarring another factor is the age this means that endometriosis is most commonly diagnosed in women in their 20s and 30s moving forward is that another factor is abdominal surgery by this sometimes sometimes Sometimes, abdominal surgery like a caesarean delivery, commonly known as the C-section, can misplace endometrial tissue. And if the misplaced tissue isn't destroyed by one's immune system, it can lead to endometriosis. With that said, let us take a short break. I'll be right back. To begin the first segment, I'd like to share with you a fact about endometriosis on today's Fact Corner. So, endometriosis can take a toll on one's mental health, dealing with chronic pain, infertility, and other symptoms can be very stressful on today's neon and review corner according to a nature review article published in www.nature.com diagnosis is rare reliably established only through surgical visualization with histological vertification although ovarian endometrium form of disease can be detected through ultrasonography with that said let us take a short break remember to keep tuning in you for keeping it the invisible distress podcast in this second segment for starters i shall recommend for you a book to read as part of keeping you informed and educated get yourself a copy of risk factors and quality of life among women with endometriosis which is a Lambert academic publishing the book presents the results of a study of risk factors among women with endometriosis Life hacks play an important role in improving one's to-day life with regards to endometriosis. So today's life hack is boost your intake of omega. By this, three fatty acids, eating foods high in omega, such as salmon, flax seeds and walnuts may be helpful for you during endometriosis. The social media today influences a great mass of people to be able to find out a particular situation or to follow up on a particular situation. In the case of endometriosis, what does the social media say about endometriosis? What measures does it take to create awareness about endometriosis? The M.P. Shah Hospital, through their Twitter page, have campaigned that women should not suffer in silence. They should opt to get diagnosed and treated, especially if they experience pain when going to the toilet, having sex or severe period pains during menstruation. They have also further gone ahead to provide a hotline number to call in case of any questions. So to book an appointment on M. Pisha Hospital for the Gynecology and Pelvic Health Clinic, you can call 704 204 291 704 291 or simply head over to their email waridicenter at mpshahospital.org Welcome back to this podcast. In this third segment, we choose to break monotomy for a little bit to ease the tension. On today's Spotlight Corner, I'd like to focus on Bank Media, which is a media organization founded by veteran investigative journalist Asham The DeBank Media is trying to bring a fresh perspective, especially in trying to cater for millennials, not only hearing from them. Now, Bank Media argues that the young people's opinion in news was missing, hence the creation of the DeBank podcast Unfiltered, where voices of young Kenyans are combined with that of experts to cover important topics. Talk- for me this I think is a brilliant brilliant idea because it somehow changes the mid landscape. Check it out and tell me what you think about d Media. This is indeed impressive. Tell me what you think about it. Have you tried it out? Have you given your views? Do you love writing? This is some good news to creative writers out there. So, hustling through creative writing has gotten a new boost. So, Andika is expected to enhance discoverability of aspiring writers. Now, a portal has been created where creative writers upload their works and publishers to view. So, in this context, there is no substantive data on the number of creative writers in Kenya. But there are thousands of Kenyans making a full or part-time living churning out of creative works. Writing is an appealing prospect for job seekers as it seems easy. Almost everybody can read and write. Most online writing jobs require additional skills because of the specific requirements of each client. Creative writing is rather different from all of that. Loosely defined, creative writing is the art of writing stories and poetry. Think of novels, biographies, performance scripts, and feature articles. Creative writing can produce both fiction and non fiction stories. The challenge comes about when creative Writer in Kenya is that those lacking connections in the industry find it very difficult to get a breakthrough. Now, this is according to a scriptwriter, Alan Gitau, who is based in Nairobi. For him, he sees a bright future for local creative writers. Now that online TV streaming providers are looking for content across the world, companies such as Netflix want to attract customers by producing local content people can relate to. He argues that other online TV providers, including Amazon and Showmax, also need this content. One thing I want to note is that there is no shortage of creative writers in Kenya. But now the challenge comes about when yes, I am creating and I'm writing this creative writing, but getting noticed by publishers and producers' uphill task. Having worked in the industry, Gitao argued that first-hand experience of how frustrating it can be to get one's work to an audience, he has developed an online portal he hopes will connect aspiring writers with connect-hungry producers named andika the portal is expected to enhance the discoverability of aspiring writers it has a section where creatives upload their work after registering there is another section for producers and publishers to log in and find anything interesting posted by creative writers andika is free to use for creative writers but producers and publishers pay for the service at least 100 writers have signed up and uploaded their work since the portal went live in january Gitau says he is Optimistic, more writers, producers, and publishers will get on board. How can a creative turn his or her skills into a serious hassle? For this, they should know how to pitch and market themselves. That is according to Alan Gitau. This means knowing how to sell one's talent to prospective publishers. Andika has a program through which established professionals such as Setagen Boy, a screenwriter, are called upon to train upcoming writers on the tricks of the trade. Another important step is to get one were copyrighted to protect it from those who may use it without pay. As a writer out there, you can copyright your work for free through the Kenya Copyright Board, Alan Gitao says, adding that works uploaded on the portal be copyrighted. For now, it is hard to survive on creative writing as a full-time hassle in Kenya. Most creative writers have full-time jobs, marketers, teachers, accountants, and small-scale businesses, owners. Initiatives such as the Andika portal could change the fortunes of creative writers as the industry continues growing so this uh, creative writing industry it can't be in most cases it can't be a full-time job so you'll have to have like a serious job and then a that part-time job to be able to at least balance and keep your life together so for those who are interested in creative writing you can head over to that website andika and register so that you may rec- be recognized by publishers who may want to buy your content did you know that breast cancer has a way in which you can detect it early through a smart bra? Well, a Nigerian lady named Kimisola Bolarinwa teamed up with a firmware expert, an IT expert, an embedding hardware expert, an AL expert, a software developer, and oncologist together, they embarked on a journey to find a solution to the late detection of breast cancer. So, in the year 2021, Kimisola and her team came up with a working prototype of a smart bra which has sensors to scan the breast for abnormalities. Now, this is how it works. Inside the smart bra are seven sensors strategically placed across each bra cup connected via cables to a USB output. Now, the USB output then connects the bra to a computer or mobile app where software accesses the data and scans for abnormalities. A specialist can then interpret these readings and this bra is still a prototype which about 87% accuracy according to Bolari. From the 15 women who have been tested, three came out with abnormalities which we refer to the hospital for proper diagnosis, she argued. Now, they have ordered more developed sensors that will boost the product accuracy to about 98%. With the update, the team hopes to have a minimum viable product for clinical trials to international standards. Chemisola Bolarinua is also clear that the smart bra is not meant to replace mammograms but rather help those who cannot easily access mammograms or get them done regularly. Now, Pakula Atunya, a Nigerian tech expert, said that technology can help reduce human errors in the health sector where results get mixed or misinterpreted. She then further added that the smart bra will add to Nigerian advances in wearable technology and also the whole world as a whole. Bolarinwa has bootstrapped the development of the bra to the tune of 110,000 US dollars and needs to raise a million dollars to expand her team and build up her production line. So for this, it is uh, such a huge milestone that somebody has taken up the responsibility to find out what she can do to really really stop breast cancer from being detected late. This breast brass scanning can help detect cancer cases. moving on to did you know so some quick things that you did not know did you know that sleeping naked can help you burn more calories always look on the bright side being an optimistic can help you live longer so be a positive minded person always think of the positive things because a positive mindset attracts positive things sitting and sleeping are great in moderation but too much can increase your chances of an early death if you're fond of sitting or sleeping too much reduce the habit because this has been proven that this can cause early death then lastly a lack of exercise now causes as many deaths as smoking so if you're a person who just loves even when you're going for a short distance you love taking cars or vehicles or matatus kindly just start the act of exercising especially if you're walking you're going to a place that is not very far away you can walk there yeah have some bit of exercise, jog in the morning, run in the morning, to maintain your body, keep your body fit. As we wrap up this episode, I'd like to share with you a quote and some closing remarks. All our dreams can come true if we have courage to pursue them. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Be sure to join me on episode 7 of this podcast. I have been your host, Lili Wangari. Remember that health is wealth. Also, remember to share this podcast amongst your friends and family. Subscribe to this podcast. Leave a comment. Follow me at my social media handles on Facebook, Lili Wangari, on Twitter, Lili Wangari Three and on Instagram, Lily Wangzi.